Hey, everybody. Sorry for the late start, but here we go. Mike Shope with Adam Krautwurst, another edition of the Deep End Dynasty style tonight. We're going to talk Dynasty with IDP. So if you're interested in IDP, or certainly if you're in a league with defensive players, tonight's key. We don't talk a lot of that. seems like most of the industry doesn't give too much time to it, but it's right to give some. So we'll do that. We'll check in on our $1,000 Dynasty startup draft, which is far from over. And see the new set. So uh, I'll explain that in a minute. Thanks for watching. This is The Deep End. Let's go. Felt like when we started, you guys brought me on and the green screen was in the mail. Like, this is what you need. If you're going to actually do this, uh, you're going to have to have a green screen. So you and I have been using them the whole time. But every time I watch any uh, any of these other shows, they got stuff. It's books or it's just pictures of a dog. Like, it's there's stuff back there. So tonight I took a shot at stuff. See the new set. This is actually, Adam, what I've been it. sitting in front of every one of these shows. I'm in the same yeah. exact position in my house in the basement and just moved the green screen out of the way, put a couple helmets up and hung my daughter's Buffalo Regals jersey up. That's pretty much it. I I love it. I've been to, I was actually thinking the other day about doing the same thing. I know a lot of the podcasters have been doing that in the background. I think I think it looks great. The reason why I'm a green screen fan is because I just like if you don't have a setup like yours back there it just looks not not great so i i feel like if you're going to host a show you want to look semi-professional yours looks great i don't have i don't have that stuff i don't have a regals jersey i don't have <laughs> i don't have signed super bowl helmets so you're young I, uh, i'm not there yet i'm not there you're young. I'll get i can get i can get you a regals jersey don't worry about it i just need the regals jersey and i just got to put up a josh allen fathead behind me that's all that's all i need yeah that's all you that's need all, that's all i need I actually, in terms of the art aspect of it, I think the simplicity is better. To me, this picture behind me is so almost like upsetting. There's so much stuff there. So I'll, I'll tweak it. You know, next week, I think I want to be able to get my whole head in the shot. Um, my forehead easily fits, but not my entire body or head. So I got to fix that a little bit. Uh, move those glasses around. My son... So I, I went upstairs about 10 minutes ago and asked my daughter, is it all right? I want to ask her permission. Is it all right if I hang your daughter, your jersey up, rather? And she's like, yeah, yeah sure. And my son's like, you want one of mine? I'm like, yeah. Not, not thinking, you know, tonight. So he raced down here with this baseball jersey. Like, he wanted to get that thing up there. And I said, yeah, how about next week? So we will do that uh, <laughs> soon enough. Uh, we're going to talk to Adam Zekas tonight, DL Football. And he's into IDP. So I, I roped you into Empire Niagara last year. And we have this, I think, unique format, which includes defensive players. What did you think of it in year one before we bring Adam on? And like sort of the, the balance in terms of how many IDP leagues you want to be in or just sort of what you want to do with it. Yeah. Hey, Adam's actually backstage, but I'm going to give this answer first before before we, we bring him on. Um I don't hate, I've heard people say that the purest form of fantasy football is, is IDP leagues, right? Because it's include, look at Adam's backstage shaking his head. He's fired up. He's ready. <laughs> bring him on. But, um, bring him on. You, he can watch. I want to, I want to see him react to your answer. Anyway. All right, bring him in. You know, I'm just going to bring him in. We're bringing him in. Adam, what's up, buddy? What's up? How you, yeah. How you guys doing? Hey, Adam, nice to meet you. Oh, what is that? Eagles. 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 Oh, yeah. See, you know, Buffalo, we, we're sort of claiming all this territory when it comes to fantasy, the, the main <laughs> event winner and draft sharks and whatever I am. But Philadelphia, Adam Krautwurst, I mean, Darren uh, Armani yeah. either time. And like Philly is, that's a hot spot. Isn't it? Is that right, Adam? Like Philly, you have a lot of, you have a lot of uh, fellow yeah. dynasty serious players. There's, there's a, there's a lot of people there. And, and like, actually, cause the Philly area is like big, like you, you start talking even if you get all the way to Pittsburgh and stuff like that, but the, the whole area in South Jersey, there's so many people who play fantasy football there. There's a lot of, uh, I don't use the word degenerate, but there's a lot of people who are very serious <laughs> about sports, like very, very serious about sports betting and all that stuff too. So you get a lot of people that know a lot of stuff and, and at least definitely like try to try to say they know a lot of stuff too. So it's, it's a really good place if you want to um, get into sports for sure. They're both well, people, super hardcore, Adam, like sports markets. You were going to say that? 
Sorry. I was just yeah. I was like, you know, Bills fan, Bills Mafia gets a crazy rap for jumping on tables and stuff. I think the Eagles get fans get the rap too for what batteries or <laughs> yeah, whatever. They're crazy, man. <laughs> Fighting Santa and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of bad stories. Um, yeah, there's like a jail on the stadium. But honestly, like I mean, I, I mean, I actually live in Florida now, so compared the, the, the fan bases I've seen, Philly is like the most passionate. I mean, some of the people go way off the deep end. I'm sure that a lot of Bills people on the, the talk radio uh we have the deep end too but uh it's, it's it's so it's just it's love it's like so much passion and stuff in the sports scene so it's awesome i have a friend in sports radio in philadelphia glenn Macnow, who's from western new york that's kind of a little bit of how i know him and he and i are the same adam like we both get very defensive about the re- the idea that every fan here is a lunatic like it's not <laughs> true at all a lot of us are completely normal people there there are X number, X percent, small percent yeah. of the people jumping on tables or like he gets very defensive about the, the booing Santa. It's the first <laughs> thing anybody says. I commend you for saying it being yeah. from there. But like, yeah. no, that is not who we are. And I feel like I'm sort of the same. It just way. so happens that all the, all the people that are super lunatics are the ones who always call on the radio shows. So right, Philly, right. Philly talk radio, like if you're really bored one day and you, and you can pull up a, a stream online of Philly talk radio. Like WIP, like sports radio, the, the things people talk about, the things that they think that the team should do is just so amazing. Like, it's just hilarious and great. I love it. I guess today Mike, it's great for Mike Kyler Murray. nothing about that, about the talk radio world. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my other job, or that's my job, depending on how I want to put it. So, um, Adam Crotworth, you were saying IDP leagues. Yes. So, I think, I don't disagree with them being the purest form of fantasy football. I think that's absolutely right. I just don't, I don't, with me, if I'm going to do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it the best that I p- possibly can. And that's why I'm into the high stakes world. I'm going to commit. If I'm going to commit my money, I'm going to commit it to win, to win the most money and put everything into it. I just, IDP, I I can't do it to the fullest that it needs to be done to be super successful at it. So I'm not in a ton of them. I'm in like one and it's your league, Mike. And I've been in, I've been in them before. I get it. I respect it. I understand it. Um, but when I when I go into a draft, I don't even like it's just like my last ten, whatever the last couple picks are, um, which is generally what most people do. So you can still make a nice defense just beating other players to the punch. You know, I for the draft with you, Mike, for your dynasty league, I uh, Matt Schauf is the IDP expert over at Draft Sharks. I just right. messaged him like, hey, give me five or six like players that everyone else is lower on. Uh, and I kind of just targeted th- those guys. And you have some unique rules in yours, too, where you have to, you know, the defense, team defense has to match some of the players on your on your team IDP. So that makes it a little bit um, more difficult to ch- just take whoever. But I do really like the idea of doing, doing IDP. Well, Adam, <laughs> should we call you Sticky? Because Yeah, do Sticky, Z. Do- <laughs> sticky, sticky, sticky Z, either one's good. Um, How sticky is IDP <laughs> value year to year, right? Because yeah. Matt is giving Adam names and, you know, every fan can name a dozen or more stars in the NFL defensively. But, you know, generally, how well does that translate to fantasy? Yeah, I think it's sort of like a, a top down approach. Like a lot of the, the major names like aren't going to change year to year. And, you know, it does, it does happen. I think that when you talk about different positions, different players are going to cycle in and out faster. Like, Linebacker, just a quick example, is going to move really a lot quicker. Um, those players don't don't tend to last for super long. If, you, if you're not able to keep up with the super athletic tight ends, the super athletic wide receivers, athletic running backs, you're not really going to stick that long. So you know injuries, if those things happen, like if you lose a step, like that's that's a big deal. So you know obviously some of the, the big edge guys, the TJ Watts and the Miles Garretts and all those guys are going to stick around for a long time. I mean defensive ends and edge players will go into their 30s if you're really good. I mean JJ Watt is a great example. I think he's like 33 and he had one of his best career years last year. Um, so, you know, th- those guys stick around and then safeties tend to stick around as well. Right. So it's, it's sort of a positional approach, but you know, at the same time, not everyone knows every third string running back, you know, and every, you know, uh, you know, backup tight end. Right. So it definitely is a, is a go as deep as you feel comfortable with type of thing. And, and it can be pretty good year to year. I think getting the top group year to year is really hard. It's really hard to say these guys are going to be the top 12 every single year because of the different scoring and different schemes and stuff like that. And the way that works out where on the offense. Yeah. You know, like Chris McCaffrey when he's healthy, he's going to be good. You know, Derek Henry's going to get the touches and he's going to be good. You know, that does happen. There's a bit of a difference there, but I think the edge guys is a lot easier to figure out those guys and, and the safety as well. Just, there's just, it's really more positionally nuanced. I think. You're talking about how linebackers end up getting sort of weeded out, maybe sort of a little bit similar to running backs. Uh, You know, you have a shorter shelf life. 
what, what about tackles as a stat? It seems to me that uh, I'm the amateur here, but that that's like so all over the place. And in my limited experience with IDP, I feel like that's just been not completely random, but hard to predict harder. Yeah. It's something that I, I tend to bring up a lot of times with people is they don't know that a tackle is not an official NFL stat. There is no official definition that every single, every single scoring crew gets that this is what a tackle is. So it ends up being a little bit into interpretation of the scoring crew and some crews give more assists than others. Um, Seattle is one, Buffalo is another. They tend to get more assists. Um, I think it, it evens out throughout the rest of the year. It's not really something you want to like focus on too much. Um, but again, yeah, like, it's hard to say who gets a tackle if one guy pushes somebody and then somebody just cleans it up, you know, who, who deserves that tackle. So it's, it can be a little rough. That's why I think, um, you know, I think scoring is really important. Your lineups are really important. How you define your, your starting lineups and, and where you kind of put the positional value on how deep you go in IDP, I think adds a lot more than just kind of looking at some of the, like the base stats. Do you find also too, I, you know, cause I have such limited experience with IDP. I go in thinking, man, you know, I want to take, you know, I, I don't know all like the yep. sleeper linebackers or like the, even like the average linebacker. So I'm like, man, I want to go get, I'm just going to use this name. For example, I'm going to go get a Von Miller. Cause right. He's in Buffalo. He's a big name. He's going to make plays and get sacks, but that doesn't necessarily lead to like, I know in the past I've gone to into an IDP draft. I'm looking at them. Like, where is this D end? That's all world. He's rising <laughs> ranked 25th. You know, is it because splash plays like they don't, they just don't pay the bills. Yeah. We, we talk about on a, on the read react podcast. It's a DLF podcast, IDP only. We talk about, you know, you really need to learn your scorings, your scoring and your lineups because your scoring is going to determine if someone like Von Miller is valuable or not. Um, a lot of the times the the people kind of people put the scoring into two categories, either big play or tackle. And uh, we're working hard to kind of blend the two and make like a, a good scoring system that is more realistic to actual good players. Um, and there's a lot that you can go into with that. And I, if you're into, interested in it, we talk about it on the podcast all the time. We talk about true position is where you – take someone like Von Miller and you lump him with other edge players instead of him being designated as a linebacker. And that gives the edge his own position. So now we're just talking about the actual good pass rushers. And then if you're on MFL, if you're on um, some of the other sites, um, ESPN and stuff like that, you can do tiered scoring where you're giving different scoring based on the position. So DTs score differently than uh, safeties or something like that. Obviously if a defensive tackle gets a sack, you know, that, that's kind of more rare than, you know, a, a safety getting a sack or something like that, especially someone like Jamal Adams, who's like, you know, putting big sack numbers up. So I think if you if you if you blend all these things together and you have really deep, good lineups, you're starting a certain number of IDP, um, you're going deep into it. I think it gives it a lot more um, color. I think a lot of times that when people people dive in a little bit, they're like, oh, we'll, st- we'll have three IDP, but they're starting nine, 10, 11 offense. Right. So it doesn't, you're not, and there's, there's a lot more defensive players that play and there are offensive players that play on any given snap. I mean, you're throwing away five of the offensive lineman basically. And, and, you know, one or two, a tight end that's a blocking tight end, you know I mean? So you're just getting rid of half the players and the IDP, you know, you, we're going to score all the players. So it makes it a little bit of a deeper and you're, when you're really only looking at a small, shallow starting lineup, you're not really going to get true good IDP. Um, but just to really quickly bring it back to your original point, like I, I fully agree with you. Like if you don't, if you don't know all the sleepers and stuff, like I have no problem with people taking Darius Leonard, um, you know, Devin White, like in the, you know, super early, earlier than the experts would say, because you're more familiar with it. So I, I'm totally up for that. People need to feel comfortable. Like, I, I don't think you should, you know, worry too much about it. I, I am in two dynasty leagues with IDP. One is the one Adam and I are in together. And this, I want to say to people who are starting leagues, I feel like dynasty is really growing again this year. And maybe people are watching us who kind of want to get into it, just now get into it. And what we did with that league, what I wanted is to have it be unique. I wanted a couple of scoring things that made it different. And I was in one where you had to start one defensive player from your team defense. So we incorporated that. And the other one I'm in is run by Mike Dempsey, uh, the football diehards, and in, in Jacksonville. And we start 9 or 11. It's 9 or 11 or 11-9, offense versus defense, which is pretty hefty. And I've learned a lot about the league. One of the best things about fantasy sports is you learn a lot about the players and, you know, especially prospects even. I think that's really great. And so it, both of these leagues, especially Mike's, I would say, are what you described, Sticky, with the, like, okay, a tackle if you're a linebacker is worth X, a tackle if you're yep. a corner is worth X times two or whatever it is. And it can really make you, you know, feel like you have to dig in to win, which is good. Yeah, I, I like that, like, 
everybody can play their own flavor. You know, if you want to just have a, a little IDP flex or whatever, a little, a little dusting, like that's fine. Like I'm not going to, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I want people to do what they feel comfortable with for me. Like I agree. Like, I want to have more defensive players and offensive players, because like I said before, there's more defensive players that are playing on any given snap. So you're going to, you're talking about, you know, a much bigger depth of players and you want to kind of do nine and 11 or um, 11 and 13. Like sometimes we even do. And, and I a hundred percent agree with you. Uniqueness is uh is my favorite thing about the about dynasty is like I, I have some incredibly unique leagues that are one of one of one leagues that just don't exist anywhere else and um you know they're they're, tw- they're twenty five dollar dues because it's not you know we're not that serious about it Adam you talked about huge high stakes like I can't I, can't, I don't have the, I don't have the anxiety levels to handle high stakes leagues you know so for me I'm like okay I'll do twenty five dollars now I do thirty leagues so it's like twenty five times thirty it's the same amount but you know it's 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 a bit of a more nuance to it and. And I just, I just want people to, you know, have fun. That's all I care about, really. Like, you just want to, at the end of the day, be like, this was a blast or this is not for me and I'm going to find a new league. You know, like, I think I think both those approaches are, like, super valid. But, yeah. IDP is fun. Um, I don't mind to put – I don't want to put you on the spot here because I know it's early and we haven't even had that at the draft yet. But um, off the top of your head, is there any um, – or any research that you've done, uh, any defensive players that currently you think you might be higher on than maybe – some of the other IDP experts out there, or maybe some of the other other sites out out there. Um, there's a couple of players that I I kind of went a little deeper on. Um, I don't, I'm not a big Aiden Hutchinson fan. I kind of like uh, Kevon Thibodeau a lot better. I think he has a much higher ceiling. Um, I liked I like David Ojabo. I don't know how you say his last name exactly, but you know he ended up he ended up tearing his I think it was Achilles, which uh, it was either Achilles or ACL, and neither are good. Um, so that, that I was really hyped for him. I like the I like the players who have these crazy high ceilings because you know. You draft them in the third, fourth round of a rookie draft, and you know the the, the return on investment could be really high, and like the what you're giving up is not much. I mean, talking about like fifth, sixth round running backs versus you know a first round uh, edge guy, right? So I like them. I like Nick Cross a lot, a safety. Um, he's a he, he's somebody who I think is going to be able to step in as a as a strong safety, which is really what you're looking for in IDP, and and be really good, and someone who's not getting like a ton of of uh press and, and there's there's a big group of safeties this year so you know i think he's someone you can kind of pick out as as a, as a target um linebacker i think it's i forgot his name he went to some like mountain state um i think it's martin something martin he he's a another super athletic guy um who's who's i, I liked his tape a lot um as well so just some players you know i, I throw out there I, I haven't done as much uh rookie this year as i, I have in the past um i have you know real life uh engagements that uh, have kind of slowed me down a little bit as it used than it used to but uh I'm excited to uh, just have the draft and really like at the end of the day, the draft is like the biggest indicator of success anyway. So sometimes the pre-draft process is, is more fun than it is useful. Correct. Yeah. I can't help you pronounce that guy's name because once I learned a I've decided I cannot, I'm not going to learn any new names. I got that. That's my brand. I'm getting t-shirts made for the expo, you know, new guy, (laughs) tricky name. I'm just going to pass. I mean, IDP, I mean, now you're adding another, you know, 600 players like to the the mind. It's like, there's so many players that have crazy names and some of these, some of these athletes are like, just they're coming from crazy places and they have insane names and they're, and they're really good at football. Thibodeau I can do. Yeah. Hey, have you guys ever seen Key and Peel where they do the college football name? Yeah, yep. Desmond <laughs> Duncan Chad. Yeah, that's right. That's that. That's a pretty funny skit. Yeah, I love that um, skit. Did you say you were lower on Aiden Hutchinson? And if so, why? Because I just see, you know, what you'd kind of expect to see out of a, out of that type of player. Um, and plus, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a I'm a sucker for like a bloodline, like an NFL bloodline. You know, the the, the Watts and yeah. uh, Matthews. You know, the Matthews exactly. Like I, I feel like he's a he. Maybe he doesn't have the ceiling, athletic yep. ceiling of the other guys, but I just feel like there's he's a no doubt about it player. Yeah, I don't, I don't see like the. I didn't, I don't see like I, you look at Chase Young last year, or two years ago. Like it's sure. just like exploding, exploding. Like yeah. I, I don't think he's even clo- like really close to that. Obviously, I think he's more of a le- he's a less risky prospect, and like you know, if he goes first overall, like obviously, you know, I think he's deserving of that. I think for IDP. Um, I'm not sure exactly where he fits in, uh, in terms of like the broader, like edge rankings. So I don't, I don't really see like the massive ceiling. Like you mentioned, I usually tend to go for the, go for those players. You know, some of the times I saw him like locked up a couple times and, you know, for me, I know they're in college, but sometimes the effort stuff and like an NFL coach is going to tear you up if you're, if you're lacking effort. And I saw that from him on, at times, but you know, he's, he's, you know, destroying people on the regular. So, you know, I kind of understand that I did, I just some great stuff. Like he has good hands, good block straight ability and stuff like that. So, 
Um, I think it'll be good. I just, I just kind of feel like I like the ceiling of Thibodeau a little bit better. Um, and again, like, unless you're like a big, big, big time stud, like I don't, I'm not like open up the vault for you. Right. That, that, that makes sense. So Adam, I don't want you to feel like you've been typecast here. You get into eight, you're the IDP guy and then you go on a show and everybody just wants to ask IDP <laughs> questions. Uh, do, do you have, okay. I'm glad. Well, I will ask you one more then since you're so, uh, yeah. so game about it. Um, is it possible to sort of answer this question without knowing a point system? Because there probably is all this variety in how fantasy leagues with IDPs figure out points. Is it possible to say, like, so where should the first defensive player go in a rookie draft? And I'm thinking that that might vary just generally without knowing format considerably year to year. And maybe this is a year where they would do better than usually. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think that's a really good question. Right? And, that, and actually, people ask that question all the time. And like the, the easy answer is, well, it depends on your scoring, right? Um, I think in some of like my leagues where, you know, we're like I said, we're starting like 13 IDP guys where, you know, the scoring is really high. They're scoring, you know, a, a Chase Young or someone like that is going to end up scoring similar to, you know, a top end wide receiver or something like that, where it's like we're really, we're really ba- trying to balance the scoring is what we talk about. And whether you're using like a, a no position left behind scoring or IDP one, two, three. You know, those are scoring systems. If, if you're familiar with the terms, then you know that you have it um, where it does make sense to kind of go for the fir- go in the first round for a big edge player. Um, and that's that tends to be, you know, if you're in a really balanced league, um, that's what I would I would recommend normally. I don't know about this year, because like you said, like maybe I'm not in love with Aiden Hutchinson, but the, the offensive side of the ball is not as uh, se- sexy as it usually is. Um, so I could see him kind of maybe st- if he's the first round pick and, you know, he's, if he kind of s- sneaks into the you know, 112 area. I think that's probably normal for a balanced scoring. If you're, if you're in like an IDP, you know, even like not just starting three, if you're starting five or something like that, you know, maybe like late second, uh, mid second. And then we always talk about like an IDP circles, like the third round is the IDP round, because that's when you're hitting the, just the, the, all the great offensive prospects, all the guys with ceiling, all the, the, the Joe Mechies and the stuff like that that are hurt are getting like they're drafted already. So now we can, instead of taking, you know, somebody who like a project running back or something like that, then that's when you're going to want to focus on the IDP because the value is kind of caught up to it. Um, so yeah, it is, it is league specific. Um, you know, this year, again, like some of the, like Devin Lloyd or something like that, like a strong line, really strong linebacker, you know, depending on where he goes in the draft. I mean, yeah, I could probably see him early second or something like that. If, if you're, if you have a need there, um, not something I would do. I, I tend to wait on linebacker until like, I mean, I'll pick up waiver wire guys before I spend draft capital. Um, just because yeah. it's, a, it's a replaceable position. And like, there's, there's at least like eight really good players coming in this year. Um, good to great players that are, that are coming in. So, you know, it's, Wait, it's a position it, you can it, kind of float. You know, it, it is pretty close to running back, isn't it? Like it's replaceable, but it's powerful. Like linebackers yeah. are the, the money defensive position in both mine. Like that's where you, Oluwokin mm-hmm. and Deion Jones and Bobby Wagner, are guys who have been good for me. And, you know, in terms of Jones and Wagner, they've had longer careers. But yeah, like absolutely. They, and there it, is turnover. It, it is similar, especially if you're doing, if you happen to be in true position where, you know, we've taken some of the linebackers out, they become edge players. So now the linebacker, you know, that was already, that was huge is now getting condensed. And then teams are using less linebackers. It used to be 10 years ago. You look at any NFL team, they have three linebackers on the field, every single snap, three linebackers were stopping the run. And that's become two in like five years ago as the pass gets bigger. Now it's becoming one in a lot right. of systems. And maybe they start with two, but most most snaps are nickel or dime. You have one linebacker out there. So there's less and less opportunity for linebackers. So it's becoming a much uh, uh, more shallow position where the guys like, like I said, like Darius Leonard, like I'm fine with taking him early. Like it's hard to always fall into a really strong guy there. Um, There's always value to be had, but it is is very similar to linebacker where it's like we have a really tight echelon of guys that are, you know, are going to be good. And then it kind of gets wide open after that. Yeah, in super. Terms of dynasty in, in dynasty, Adam, like the same principle, right? Like we, you and I, Adam and I are in a dynasty draft now, and like when do you go get those older running backs? Mm-hmm. You know, it yep. seems like the same thing, right, Adam? Maybe you were gonna. Yeah, back. exactly. It's it's yeah. I think running backs really uh, comparable there, and then it's so fun uh, talking about the different position changes too, and the different philosophies because you know the NFL offenses now they're all spread. They're all like you say, some teams are playing one linebacker. You know, the bills right now basically play two. They play Edmonds and, and, and Milano and thinking back to the night, the best defense in the nineties 
like the Bills and Steelers, they were playing three fours, three four defenses with four linebackers on the field. So it's like, right. um, and those and, outside and those, those are running a lot of snaps with just Milano. I mean, Edmonds is not great yeah, in coverage, right? And Matt Milano is put a coverage guy. So, you know, you, you want to pull in another safety out there um, and, and just kind of rock a little bit, another corner, and, and you're feeling good because, you know, Milano can carry some of these, the tight ends and running backs that, you know, you really, if, if, if you feel like they're not going to run and then these guys are so big, everyone's huge these days. It's like, you can still a big safety or even a big corner is able to, to come and get these running backs stuff if they do run. So there's a, there's a lot of more options I think for, for offenses and the defense is kind of still sort of on the, the back foot a little bit, I think. It's, it's fallen perfectly for the bills, Adam. I mean, like, I, I think this is right. Sticky that they, I mean, they go entire games with only those two linebackers ever seeing the field and they score like they score. So, you know, go ahead and run on us, go ahead and take advantage. You, it's just, it's not going to, yeah. you're not going to win. So <laughs> it sort of had the perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely the something, I think it's a, it's a sort of a myth. Like if you are a good team, you have a good defense, um, you know, but I think it does like, it makes it easier to identify which team, is, which defensive players may, you know, get a little bit more opportunity. Um, maybe from like a corner perspective as well, where it's like, they're going to throw on us a ton. Right. So I'm going to get past defended. I'm going to get tackles with my corners. And, and there's definitely some strategy uh, there. And, and like you said, like, uh, the bills people are gonna have to throw on them you can't you're not really gonna be able to run on them much right so um they'll be able to be in those sets that are a little bit more friendly what are your thoughts real quick i know we gotta probably let you go soon what are your thoughts on because it's it's a semi-hot topic i want this topic to be much hotter than it actually is but it is still a hot topic Tremaine Edmonds. i've been out on Edmonds since the moment i saw him hit the football fields uh it's a hot topic do we re-sign him do do, do we extend him here I know you're more of a fantasy guy, but what what are your just general thoughts as being unbiased now that I've biased you? <laughs> now that you uh, biased me? Unbiased opinion. I'm, I'm killing for time as I bring up my notes from him from when he was a rookie. Because <laughs> I, I, I will kill for time. I, 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 my whole thing is they we, like we like to talk about like you don't you don't trade up for players. You don't trade up for linebackers in 2018, 19. A guy who can't get to the passer, or yeah. they don't ask to get to the passer. He doesn't really get off blocks that well. You said he does. He's not very good in coverage. I just don't want to give him a ton of money when we can sign offensive players. That's they all will. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, um, good, good. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's super young, right? I think he's only, I think he's still like 23. I keep right? hearing he's like 18. He's, he's like the yeah. DJ Moore. He's, he's never gone older. The Amari yeah. Cooper of defense. Yes. He's the <laughs> DJ Moore. He gets younger and younger every yeah. year. The, for me, like, I think he's someone who we projected a lot onto him. Like, I think we're like, if he can do this, he'll be great. And then that didn't happen, you know? And, and whether that's a question of coaching, which is something I fully believe that not every player and every coach is going to be a perfect fit, um, even if it's a good defense or whatever. Like, you need to have a certain – there needs to be a, some sort of like relationship there. And, you know, th- we see this all the time where a player changes teams and then they're amazing. And you're like, well, what happened? I'm like, well, it's the coaching, you know, and he's not being used correctly. I, th- I don't think it's the use, the usage. I think he, it, he's become a really good run stopper and like, that's it. You know? So I think today's NFL, you need to do more. I think everyone can run stop. You know, I think you need to be able to do more and, and the coverage is a problem. I mean, for me, like I, I'm an Eagles fan, like we've, we're rocking the zero linebackers thing. And I, I'm happy about that. You can get a linebacker anywhere you can get a linebacker anywhere i mean uh by wagner you know didn't get a ton of money um you know you can you can find linebackers like at the hardware store i mean you can find these guys anywhere the draft is so deep with them all the time and all these guys are like projects and if you can get the you know the diamond in the rough it's a lot easier a linebacker when there's gonna be you know 30 of them drafted or something like that so and they're super athletic now these guys are crazy athletic and you can get the the brain part right if you can teach them up then you're you're gonna have a good player the Bills, we've talked about them here, and they get and they deserve a lot of credit for what they've built. They've also traded up for linebackers twice early in the last five years. And so I'm the guy here that, well, I'm one guy anyway who tries to keep that honest. You know, like I, I don't think the, the Bills didn't just sort of reinvent how much you can know about what's going to happen. I know they've traded up for Edmonds and Zay Jones and Cody Ford and before Brandon Bean and McDermott got here, Reggie Ragland, and like all of those I think were bad ideas. But they also traded up for Allen, and so life is pretty easy. If you get that one right, all right. So I gotta, you know, I'll, I'll save okay. that for I'll save that for WGR. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Adam Prout was brought up. What should the Bills resign Edmonds? I felt like I was, you know, it was about four hours. Yeah, my away. answer's now. Yeah, my answer's <laughs> now. I don't think they will. I don't <laughs> think they will. Thank Especially you. with Von Miller, I, I think that maybe clinched that, but we, we'll see. Um, Sticky, before you go, the 
I want. It's almost like I want to ask you this privately, but we'll do it on the show. MFL sticky board. I don't know yes. which came first, the nickname or that, because it it could be. I don't know. We have, we're just meeting tonight, but I have I don't know at least ten leagues on that site. I like that site. It's so kind of what's the word? I mean, it's Basic? it's not showy at all. <laughs> Basic, felt, but yeah, it's, but it's my but, favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a. Uh, I appreciate that. I've actually never talked to anyone in person besides some of my friends who use it. So I really appreciate hearing that. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I made it for myself to begin with. I was like, I got right. too many leagues. I can't see my trades. I can't see my scoring. Like the, I didn't know about the MFL live scoring page. I had no idea that existed until someone brought to my attention. I was like, Oh, that's the same thing. I can use that. Um, so I made it for myself at first and I don't care what stuff looks like. And that's part of the reason why I like MFL because I don't care what stuff looks like. Yes. Um, I just wanted to work and be program and be, you know, work the way I expect it to. Um, and I don't need the flashy, like, I don't need, oh man, I don't want to get too much in the, but I don't need coins and bears and little emojis and stuff like that. It's Please. great if you like that stuff, but like, it's not for me. So, um, I don't want to throw shit on a specific platform, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate hearing that. Honestly, like I, I, you know, I just made it for me and I was like, Hey, other people might like this. And, um, I have two small kids, so I have like these huge plans that I have no time for, but I would love to do more and, and add more tools and make like its own suite of, you know, cool MFL tools. Um, you know, that's, that's on the back burner somewhere, but I really appreciate hearing that. Now. So, no, no, you're welcome. Those, those guys deserve it. There's so much detail on that site and it's easy to get sort of, I don't know, frustrated, yeah. I know with different leagues, I've, especially during COVID, where you had to, like, Tuesday games and whatnot, there were changes you had to make, and it was hard for me to, to figure that out. It's not a criticism. Don't, don't, don't feel bad about it. It's just your personal style. Like, it's mine. There were, there were kids who grew yeah. up that wanted video games, and there were other kids <laughs> who wanted board games. And, you know, like, baseball sims. I still play Stratomatic because I don't want, you know, my son plays Baseball 9, where the, the cartoon players have giant heads, and, you know, like, <laughs> Give me the dice and the numbers and the letters, and you know nice. that's what that sort of agrees with me. I have the so, similar uh, similar respect there, and and like you, there's things you can't do on on Sleeper or on Yahoo or and whatever. Like you need to have a Google Sheets and yada yada. But MFL does it all. Um, I have a Monopoly theme league. I have a hundred roster, a hundred roster spot league, twelve team, hundred rosters. Wow. I have a, a twenty two flex, alt flexes, twenty two flexes leagues. You you can't do that other places. Like it, it no. is, I can do whatever I want, and like. That's what me and my, you know, my, de- I don't want to say degenerate friends again, but me and my right. degenerate friends, we love right. that. Like, we just want, we played, we played Dynasty for 10, 20 years now. It's like, we need something fresh. Keep it, keep it exciting and make it new. Every time I get a trade offer, it's new. So MFL lets me do that. So I really, I do really appreciate hearing about the sticky board. I'm going to keep it running just, just for you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what got me to MFL originally was guillotine. Okay. Yeah. That's because a cool league. I See? heard Scott Fish, maybe, and Charchin, who invented yeah. it, or maybe did. And, and now people are doing Vampire, and like, you know, yep. you can't, you have to, like, it's really hard to do it on other platforms, and, and they're adding it their own, and like, you can just do it. Like, you do whatever you want. It's great. Adam, you down for some Vampire? That's like one guy doesn't draft and then builds his team off waivers, and then you play head to head, and if he beats you, he gets all your, your play, or he gets one he player. Gets one. On he team, gets one right? player, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, of course I'm down, I'm down for it. <laughs> it, it yeah. It's hard. It's weird in Dynasty. I've seen people do Dynasty with it, but it's definitely more of a redraft thing, which is, you yeah. know, that's fine. But it, it's fun, especially if you're able to pull it off. I think you, you kind of start snowballing after a while, but it's definitely a pretty cool uh, cool setup. That's what I've never can, done. As long as we can make it a $1,000 buy-in. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> usually I've seen people I've seen people do it with a vampire doesn't buy in. So if they're a the vampire, they don't pay. I like and it. And it, makes it, yeah, it makes it a little more... Uh, of more risk on the line. Perfect. I like the idea. Adam Adam pays a thousand dollars, and I'll play. <laughs> some people pick it like you know, like I'll be the vampire, and some people are like, um, it's randomizer or whatever. I don't, I don't really know exactly. Um, my my actually, wow. I'm pretty sure my co-host invented that. Uh, Tom Kissingberry, another DLF senior. Oh, editor. Um, really? I'm pretty sure he invented it. I'm pretty sure. I'm. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go on the record as saying that he came up with that. And, okay, I have uh, something to do tonight is to listen to you guys because I didn't know about this until today, and Tom. Who I don't, he's in England, maybe? Yes. I have been following him and using him as like proof, like say it's the Bills or whatever, like here, here's a guy. Yeah. He sort of became to me somebody that I, I decided <laughs> he knows it. So yes. all those charts and everything, Adam Krautwurst, this guy, what a great night. What what a great job. I'm so I mean, glad we If you, uh, you want to learn, if you want to learn about defensive schemes, 
he puts out a play a, puts out like a it's like 70 slides oh. every single year he's done this is the second oh, year and if you go and look and he this is the data like he's looking at the data like every snap pff charts every single player and he takes it and extrapolates it and says this team did this this team did this this team did this they do this this is how they use this this is how they use their safeties this is how they use their linebackers you know and it's i mean it is the most amazing resource and it's it's free that's the best part it's free anyone can go and look at it it's amazing Awesome. Adam, listen, I mean, this is really cool because like I got to know who he was. Probably it was the Dempsey League where I felt like I needed to know more about IDP. And I do sports radio in Buffalo. And so I have my usual ways of determining what's what or my perceptions of the bills. And we talk about them. Kislingberry comes out and he's got like that thing you just described. And this is, I think, last year. And I remember this is not going to be exactly right, but there's something about the Bills where you're like, this This is the most same one-note, consistent team in the league for how they line up, who they use. There's there's less variety with Buffalo than any other team. And I just took that. Like, I mean, I didn't, you know, steal you it. I'm not saying I did. I would say like, oh, I've, I've learned this or anything like that. But I just, you sort of absorb it. And this is a guy where I feel like I know he's right. I don't have to <laughs> check it. I just know he's right. <laughs> yeah. And so... And he, he's a data a, guy too, right? So he's big yes. into like film versus data, right? And like it's like people have these conceptions, and he's like, no. And like what I talked about earlier about how like bad defenses or good good offenses make a bad make good defenses or whatever. Like he's debunked that before. Like it's on there. Like every single myth that you think of, he's he's looked at the data right. and came up with their response. That is it's right. Awesome. Uh, that is right down right, right, right down up your my alley. alley. Is, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, right I'm down your street. That's your alley. Up my alley. That's right. All right, Sticky. Any questions for us? Um, questions for you guys. Do you live in, in Buffalo? <laughs> I, I live just Neither north of Buffalo on Grand Island. I, I, a, I mean, if I had to, if I was like going, if I was, had to eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be Buffaloing. So, um, are they actually really good there or is it just kind of like become like a thing? Michael, you want to, you want to, of course. No, okay. Oh, he course. can't, he can't say anything. He has to say they're the best in Buffalo. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I like them now and again, but they're not a regular thing. But I, I know I lived in Rochester where Adam lives. I lived there, I don't know what. I used to know this number like it was nothing. Now I'm sort of thinking about it. Nine nine or ten years. And very different. It's an hour away. No. it's, oh, it's not, No, he said no. I was just, just about to have the hottest take. I, it's even hotter than I thought, than I thought it was. <laughs> You've been gone for a while, Mike. There are wing places yeah, in Rochester that rival. Rival Buffalo. In fact, Anchor Bar tried to come out here. Duff's tried to come out here. Get out of here. Didn't make it a oh, year. Okay? That, that, that's because the cities don't want to have anything to do with each other. <laughs> it's, it's a blind taste test. I don't know how well you would do. But I'm, I'm open to, you know, pursuing that. Uh, <laughs> I used to have a rule that, like, I wouldn't eat wings if they were less, if they were more than a dollar a wing. And, oh. like, I, 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 was st- I was stuck. Like, I, it may have been, like, how? six, seven, eight years that I was like, I will not eat there if it's like $16 for 12 wings. Like, that is ridiculous. And now, unfortunately, I don't have a choice, but I always, right. I try to be a, a purist for so long. Um, this, I live in South Florida. There's some really, really good wings here. Like some of the, like I've had them in a lot of places. I tend to you know, try that everywhere and a couple of spots here, like just absolutely really good. Last question, Sticky. Go ahead. Ranch or blue cheese? Oh man. <laughs> um, do you know who Joey Diaz is? I don't. Okay, well, he has this famous quote. Like, it's, it's Joe Rogan podcast, but this was like six years ago before it, you know, whatever. Um, it, it was it was blue cheese or go something your mother. And and that's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> blue cheese, like, no no question. You got to go blue cheese. Love it. Ranch is like, what is, I love ranch. Ranch is awesome, but not, it doesn't go on wings. Yeah, ranch is not for wings. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, there's an area where I could get in trouble saying something. <laughs> oh, no. Who cares is my answer. Do oh, that's, like. okay, that's true. That's fine. Hey, that's do fine. It, that's fine. Do what you like. That's well, true. Not, it doesn't That's have true. to be tribal. That's you know, fair. It's a, it's a condiment. Yeah. It's a condiment. I mean, I'm not going to like smack them out of someone's hand if they're eating ranch on their wings. No. I would just, I would, I would judge them silently in my own tribe, on my, yeah, of, 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 my, of myself. I don't think I ever have eaten ranch dressing on chicken wings, but like, I don't <laughs> care if you do. It's, I can't imagine being upset about it. Okay, what a nice time this has been. Thanks a lot for joining us at DL Football. Yeah. There's, there should be an extra F there, but it's CL football. I'm I'm at Adam TZ. Um, right. That's that's me, and uh, it's a read and react IDP podcast. It's on the DLF feed. Um, it's you can find it on its own as well. Um, we try to be subs biweekly, but it's kind of tough to schedule with people in the UK. So we do our best. Yeah, I bet. I bet. 
Holy cow. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we met. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks so much, Adam. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. IDP, man. We haven't done an IDP show in three years. No. And, you know, it's, it was just right. I mean, that it, it is a feature. If, you, if you're somebody like us and the way he described himself, where you're, you know, you're always looking for a, a new league, a new format, something to keep it interesting for you, then um, obviously that's one where, and I just, I, I said it before, but this, this was a big, ba- this was a baseball point for me. It's a hockey point right now, I guess even golf. Like, I just like how, participating in fantasy expands your knowledge about the player pools and the, the, the game even, you know, in terms of IDP or like in baseball, what do you have to know who's good in triple a on teams? Like I, I want to know that stuff as life goes by, there's times where you realize you don't have room for, for some of it. That's right. But I do like the, it's sort of, as you get older, other things have to, help you keep your interest in sports, I think, because the basic stuff kind of gets boring. So I think these new formats and fantasy itself can help keep it interesting. And um, IDP for football is a, is an obvious one and worth trying. I've had fun with it. Yeah. And I think that was the kind of the point I had long when the point I was trying to make is I just, it's, I don't have time for a lot of IDP. It's hard to make time for it. My new, kind of because i've been playing fantasy since i was like you know eight it's like now it's it's super flex. well it was tight end premium you know i've been doing that for years and years now it's super flex and tight end premium and so it's just yeah it's it's how can you keep it fresh but also keep it uh consistent and have, have fun with it all right you put the board up here we've, we've gone a little bit long but uh, i'm having fun if if you are hopefully uh... oh yeah yeah no this has been great and so i was on We'll show this draft board a little bit. I think we're, we're on the clock soon. We've got like five or six picks. We're on the clock. Last week, we, we picked live. We picked T. Higgins under the first, but. Um, oh, no. What? So, Louie went and picked Ronald Jones. Did he mean to? Probably did. Like He was on the clock all day. And then he takes our guy. Well, I, I think you hate Ronald Jones. No, I, I don't mind him in Kansas City as the, you know. I, I think was, the, I was looking forward to a tussle with you about Ronald Jones, but I know oh, Louie liked him, so he might have had a cue, or he might have just uh, with two seconds to go decided to pick Ronald Jones. I don't know what happened there, but it doesn't surprise me that he got him. He has another pick before us anyway. Well, when you said Ronald Jones, I, when I said you know how I feel about Ronald Jones, I thought you knew that I, that, that I liked him. We talked maybe on the pod two weeks ago, and I was like, I like him. I think he's the oh. best. I think he's the best runner in Kansas City. I wouldn't have taken him at where, where we were around two rounds ago but i still wouldn't wouldn't mind him at all but well i, I guess i didn't know how you felt about him because i didn't assume <laughs> that i was supposed to know that you hated him because there's so many people who do but i like him a lot you don't right know. now and, and in the middle rounds of this thing where you want running backs who either are rookies and dart throws or they're going to play and give yep. you some chance at upside so now this board is weird because yeah, yeah it's, it's not our team right that's right so the board is the small red print is the player, the team who actually has them because there's so many trades. So don't people watching, don't pay attention to the actual, um, to the actual colors in each, in each row. But we did take T Higgins, but I wanted to specifically talk about Kyle Pitts because the Joe, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Louie was Louie broke it down in his show a couple nights ago. That's Louie G on the, on the analytics are for nerds podcast about how we, how we traded up thinking that this was a tight end premium and and then we were and then you were like, hey, we should probably double check before we take Kyle Pitts <laughs> that it's a tight end premium. I said, okay. So I text, I, you know, I text Billy, hey, this is tight end premium, right? He's like, no. I'm like, oh my God, Mike's gonna kill me. So uh, but we talk it out, you know, we do our thing, and we decide to go with Kyle Pitts because a bunch of a bunch of reasons. He, for, he's a bigger difference maker, I think, over the course of his career than CeeDee Lamb will be. Just talking about the guys that were taken there, but but then Louis has some guests on, and I think Billy does another show, and everyone's everyone's crushing the Kyle, the, the, the Kyle Pitts pick because it's tight end in, in a one tight end league in a non tight end premium league, and i i can I can understand people not liking the Kyle Pitts pick in a non tight end premium 
thing. Maybe I was taking him, taking him early, but just from a, for, from a dynasty per, perspective, I just, I had to see this with my, I, I, I knew this, but I had to see this with my own eyes. And this is the worst thing ever. I'm not even, <laughs> this was like my notes off, off to the side, but every tight end after that, uh, uh, based on dynasty ADB, Kelsey's going to be 32 when the season starts. Andrews is going to be like 26. You know, Hawkinson's 25 or 24. Kittle's 28. Goddard's 27, 28. Waller's 29. I mean, Pitts has an eight-year, seven-year, six-year head start on these guys as far as dynasty. I mean, we're talking about a league where Drake London, Burks, you know, uh, Olave, these guys are getting taken in the third, third round. And we don't even know where they're going yet. Rookies are being taken so high. Kyle Pitts is 21 years old. So from a dynasty perspective, we're going to have the number one tight end, hopefully, probably, for the next 10 years. Just total points combined. But listening to the podcast from the other night, Dom from Go Bills, listen, main event champ, world champion, half million bucks. Those guys are smart. They know they know what they're doing. But Dom brings up a point like, well, he better be good type deal. Like Kyle Pitts better be I didn't know that was even a thing that we were were thinking that Kyle Pitts was. He went for a thousand yards as a rookie. On a terrible team. On a terrible team. The team's still terrible. Without touchdowns. With one touchdown. If he scores like four touchdowns, I don't even know how we can even change our opinion on him, but he can't go higher than number one. If he scores four touchdowns, six touchdowns, all Marcus Marriott, Marcus Marriott isn't going to be there. Maybe even this year he won't, he won't start. And by the way, Marcus Marriott's rookie year, he had Delaney Walker as his tight end. Delaney Walker went for over a thousand yards and I think six scores. Delaney Walker. So I am, Pitts is awesome. Uh, I think maybe the joke's on us. I don't care. He's going to be there. We're going to have him. And, you know, we're not going to have to roll the dice on, you know, Cole Komet, David and Joku, you know, Mike Isecki, who who are by Louis traded the world for the other the other night. I just had to get that off. I just, I'm done defending Kyle Pitts as a fifth. And by the way, not for nothing, speaking of DLF, this content, speaking of DLF, he, his, his ADP is like seven in single to tight end non-premium league. So we took him to two picks early. I'm not, I'm not crying. I, over I, I'm excited to talk here. I didn't realize any of that was happening. Oh, where have you been, Mike? Come on. I've been looking for a, a lost bird That's for five true. days. That's where I've that true. <laughs> been. So I didn't realize any of that was happening. I didn't, I, I, I'm not surprised either. Like, I'm not surprised that there are people who thought that that was weird. And there is the part of it where it was kind of by mistake. But we traded for that pick the day before. Yes. And yes, you, you told me you, it was tight end premium, and I believed you. <laughs> but what, what I wanted from that, I wanted to make the first move. So we traded three and four, a third and a fourth for 105. Not even, you know, so sure about who it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a couple lines drawn, but it was more like, let's make the first move and see what else happens. Because this is a new group. You have a lot of people in here that know a lot. You have a lot of people in here who think they know a lot. And so... Let's see what comes from that trade. We did not trade out of the first round or move up in the first. We kept 110. I don't think we got the best value at 110 with Higgins, but I think in a poll, the player who would have won the poll for who we should take there would have been Cup, and he was there in round two. So that was okay. But, you know, Pitt, I did not want to do running back at all. Najee Harris, no. Javante, no. Like, I, I don't want to start a dynasty build like that. The receiver, sure, but I was a little bit down on Lamb. And because Lamb was, maybe you would have picked Lamb. I, well, I would not have picked Lamb. I still, I mean, I love Pitts. I still probably would have gone Pitts, but Lamb, I'm much higher on Lamb than, than you are. I ha- I'll have, a, I will have a ton of CD Lamb this year. And in dynasty, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with CD Lamb. But he's not the difference maker at the position that Kyle Pitts is at his position. Um, well, yeah, maybe uh, um, Lamb is great. He's on a great team. You know, the fit is there. The Cooper part, like all of that, looks good. 
the draft capital point, like everything sort of is thumbs up when it comes to CD lamb. But I keep thinking about target share with him. Like he did not end up really dominating. Dalton Schultz was more sort of the guy for his position who was just, he, he constantly like, why did C how did CD lamb? It's not why it's how, how did CD lamb? And it's maybe not because of him not become a dominant figure in that offense. If he had, and they had figured that out, they could have won the Super Bowl, Dallas. Like with they were getting a lot of takeaway luck, but they they were good enough. Like the Rams won the Super Bowl. The Rams were not better than Dallas. If they were, it wasn't by much. So what am I saying? I, I feel like Lamb is somebody that you have every right to think is a great pick there. I think it's fine. I think at six, we might have done it too, you know. Because uh, I know I didn't want running backs, and I don't think you did either. Yeah, but, and, and and Lamb, I, I would have taken Lamb over Harris too. Like I would have taken Lamb, yeah, Pitt, Lamb or Lamb Pitts there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's a little bit weird how he did not with Gallup hurt. Did not as it, it looked like in Week One. You and I were in Las Vegas watching that game in Week One. Like this is beautiful. This this yeah. guy, yeah, and yeah. Cooper had a great game too, a better game. But yeah. Lamb was like. So excellent. Involved. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it just didn't really last. I mean, so yeah. make sure you know what I'm telling you. Like, I, I feel like he's great in redraft this year. He's what five or six, you know, on the list wide receiver, five or six, uh, maybe. I think he was a little bit, a little bit lower. I feel like I'm going to be all over lamb. Uh, because Fine. I think, I think he goes like mid to late second. And I think he goes in there with digs. You know, I could have a lot of digs too, um, but uh, in terms of yeah. pets, I think we just watched his worst year. Yeah, it's right, right, and it's like I, I, I completely agree. Pitts, I just was full, the the discussion about did we take him too high? Fine, Billy, Billy, even Billy said he's like, I'm not taking a tight end that high and what's it because you're you know whatever, fine. But I, but then there was discussion of like he better be good. I'm like, what, where, what, like Kyle, like. The only argument could be, hey, he might lose tight end eligibility in two years, but it's a start three receiver league, so we wouldn't be killed there either. You, so. you know, I like I like your point about the age difference between Pitts and the next five or so guys. Hawkinson huh. is a little younger, but part of what you're doing in these, I think, is intentionally being different. Like you want to you want to have a different uh, build. Sure. Than who you're playing against, and I feel like Pitts. I mean, maybe that sort of worked against us because if you take Pitts off the board, then everybody else is not in any rush to take the next tight end. I guess Andrews might have been the next tight end, and he's younger, so you 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 relieve the pressure a little bit on that position, which doesn't help you if you take the player. Um, but here's here's a different way of doing this, and you and I, I think maybe this was most people in the league, but you're sort of going pick by pick. There were so many trades like you want to see, are we building for now or the future? And maybe it's like not a strength of mine, but I kind of want to try to do both simultaneously. And, you know, that's, uh, that's walking on the wire across Niagara Falls, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And you made a great point too. We, we traded our, our third and our fourth, not our first, not our second. Are we our third and our fourth for a first? So I think it was house money, at that point. And now if I would have known, my only regret is knowing that everybody didn't want him. I would have waited until I know, I know, you know what I mean? I would have taken lamb and then taken him at him at 10, you know, but now we know. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, it sounds like that, but not everybody in the league is, is, you know, riffing on the Kyle Pitts pick as far as I know, or maybe they are. Tell me now everybody is. I know I, I I retweeted it. Somebody wrote a great article on the for breaking down the first round. I'll have to I'll have to send that over to you. And they and the person who wrote the article really liked the Kyle the Kyle Pitts and he he might have even used wins oh, above nice. replacement for that. And that's where he lost me. That's where he he brings you in with the with the war with war. With war. <laughs> but he might have said that maybe or something like that. But uh, no, I I am really excited about Pitts. I have his jersey, so he's going to be really really good. Yes, you wore it last time. That's right. My my shirt has an octopus on the back. <laughs> the shirt you have now? Yeah. Is it a bowling shirt? Like the 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 octopi? The octopi bowling? No, team? when I went to Hawaii, 
my mother-in-law was so excited for me to meet this one woman who <laughs> her thing is shirts with uh, like sea creatures that are caught and then laid down on the fabric and she paints around it and paints the sea. Should I show you? Uh, I mean, Can you I can't not show me now. I mean, what's going on? Oh my goodness. What a shirt. So that's the, that's the stencil of a, of a, yeah. Live octopus? It's, it's it's not. I don't think it's a stencil. I think it's like an actual octopus that then, you know, so she does something with it and then removes it because there's not actually a fish. Sure, that's stuck right. Stuck on my back. <laughs> that's a really uh, cool shirt. Yeah, you know, I wanted to. I don't know nothing. Spice it. Um, spice it up. Okay, I, Kyle Pitts. Like, let's go. Let's. Uh, I know. It's cool that I, I, I like hearing that there's. So much banter. Descent. I love it. There's dissent. Descent. There's banter. I love it. Yeah, you um, want that. You want that. Of course. Everyone, you know, now you know everyone's invested. It's the first, hey, it's the first $1,000 Dynasty League over at the FFWC. And uh, I'm I'm so happy to be, be a part of it. Me too. Uh, clock management. We're going to talk about that. It's been late here. It's getting late here, but I don't mind saying it because we're talking about that draft too. Make Do your it. pick. Make your pick. Maybe you're talking to me or just in general? Make no, just not you. I'm not talking to you because you and I know what we're doing. I mean, just Louis, make your pick. Louis almost just timed out. Wait, settle down. I mean, it's fine. Like, there, People have this thing where it's like, okay, I would trade this pick, but maybe I won't, but I could. So if you're interested, let me know. Don't we all know that already? <laughs> That's Don't we all know that already about every single league we're in, every single draft we're in, every player on your roster? Hmm, oh, I would trade Calvin Ridley. I know. If you're <laughs> doing it right and you're spending $1,000 on these leagues and you're just snap call, I want to play, don't we all know that you would trade anybody depending? Like, isn't that a given? Like, you don't have to tell me what you, you would maybe trade this. I know you would trade this player. I know you would trade this pick. We got it. So, you know, I don't know. I love you, that you're wondering you, about this. I don't know if you saw my comment in, in the chat. I, we, there's a, there's a chat for this league and it's, 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 uh, it's great. It's, there's a lot of action going on in there. And I said, <laughs> at, one point, at one point I said, uh, we know that you'll trade back everybody. We will let you know if we want to trade up. Like we know everybody wants to trade back every single pick. Okay. After pick, uh, what was on the clock? One three might have been on the clock. Might have been on on the block when the trade draft started. Everything from one three down has been on the block. We'll let you know if we, if we want to trade. Well, off. four four was traded. Five was traded. Four was traded. Five was traded. Yep, that's right. I love it. I love. Well, this. see, to me, that became a question of politics because I don't. I didn't want. I, I told you the one night I had a tweet or a a, a text for that thread written out sort of like represent the way I'm talking right now, but I, uh, I pulled it back because I didn't really need to do that. I mean, what you want is you want people to do things for you. You want them to do the things you want them to do. So <laughs> to, to bash them, I don't think really has any value, but man, in general, like just, okay, we know uh, you're right. That text thread. I mean, it's like cool guys. And I'm so happy to be in it. Like you are. It does have a lot of action, including me the last two nights tweeting nonsense gifts because you've got <laughs> gifts, you know. Oh, I have to what I have to push play on this and then watch it and then try to figure out what it means. The, the last two nights, I just started like, you know, just give me three, four, five random gifts and then I'm just going to put these in. Like, what is he trying to say? Nothing. I'm not trying to say anything at all. I'm just trying to just get through this. The, the gifts mean nothing. That's happy dance. I don't care who you picked. I'm not happy. I'm not dancing. I'm just putting something on the table. I'm just putting something in there. So we and want if you content. get confused, even better. We we just want content, Mike. And the old, and I'm, I don't I don't rip on anybody except Louie and Billy because they know that I love them. So <laughs> I'll rip on them all, all all the time. I mean, I could rip. I just don't want to do it to you if I'm going to want something from you in five <laughs> minutes. Like you know, I'll just try to make it generic. And hey, everybody out there, you know, trade bait, like speaking of MFL or any site that has trade bait, fine. 
because what trade bait does in February, March, April is it reminds certain people that they're actually in a fantasy football league because they forgot because they don't, right. even if they have a podcast, you can send them a trade and a week goes by and they don't even see it. Like those people exist. So you get the trade bait going. Everybody gets the email or the notification. Oh, Mike show put Travis Etienne on the trade bait. Hmm. What's he trying to accomplish? All he's trying to accomplish probably is to wake you up. And maybe then you will think about your fantasy team that you're paying $150 for every year that never wins. Like maybe <laughs> then you will actually be like, hmm, what should I do about this team? I'm going to care about this. I know I have a busy life. We all do. Maybe you have a missing bird. Maybe you have, uh, you know, kids or work and other, th- other stress creators in your life. That That's most of us. Um, what, what were we talking about? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, we were talking about the chat and uh, we know that you want to trade back. That's, that's how, that's how it all started. Yeah. But you know, everybody wants to trade back all the time. Yeah. It's what the NFL doesn't do right. And everybody that's sort of keen on fantasy knows that these trade-ups trade up has sort of the stigma that it's necessarily wrong. So, you know, we don't. We know why. We've all read the five thirty-eight articles, and we all know why trading up is bad. We all know that it's random. We still deal with fans all the time who can't figure that out. Whatever, you know, you're paying. You're playing for this kind of money. You pay attention. You know how random it is. You know how bad the NFL is at figuring out predicting who the good players are. So you know, trading down is better. More picks, more kicks at it. You've read Bill Barnwell. We all know that. Then. You get into a fantasy league with 11 other people who know the same thing. What are you supposed to do? What you're supposed to do is, well, one idea you could maybe come to agree with is trade up for a tight end because nobody else in your league is going to trade up. And they're not going to want to, and nobody else wants the tight end. So you do that and you try to, you know, chart a certain path because you've done that. I mean, I don't know. I'm being cheeky now, but if everybody else wants to trade down, trade up, throw your number one away, you know, we didn't end up doing that though. We ended no. up or or our second. We ended up adding a second. I think we traded our first, then got another one. If I could well, go back, the, I mean, yeah. if I could, if I could go and start, I feel like this is a horrible thing to say about a thousand dollar dynasty draft. Is I feel like I learned so much about like if I could do it all over again, if I do another one. Like I feel like the seventh round was probably the round to be in. I think we t- talked about this. Like I would maybe try to gobble up seventh round picks. I think was the round that was that I thought was really really good. Um, outside of obviously like the, fir- the the first round or whatever. But if I, I mean, I'll do more dynasties and and and, and stuff like that. But um, right. I think I think if I could, I hate to say this was a mock draft because it cer- certainly wasn't. But um, you know, the seventh, sixth, seventh round had a lot of guy. You know. Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Claypool, Tony, Juju, you know. Um, were we in there? Kind of. We were, were we? That was a great question. We were not in there. We, <laughs> we were not. That's, that's a good question. That's it, it's the no, right question. Because the guy who uh, fantasy BSOL took uh, took Allen, Allen Robinson in a trade that he had made with us for, I don't even know. We've made, we've made so many yeah. trades. Are we going to have to have a special episode about Allen Robinson? Because what is going on here? What is this this business with you and Allen Robinson? I got a trade for him first, Mike. I've got the emails going back and forth and then we can, and then we can talk. I'm, I, I want to talk Allen Robinson down right now. I want to get his, I want to get his trade value down. No, I mean, what? Which team Jersey do you have? Do you have bears? You have Jaguars? Do you have be, I'll get, listen, he's great. Let's just talk about Allen Robinson. He's 28 years old. He's never had, he's never had a decent quarterback in his entire life. And now he's going to LA. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Odell Beckham, not injured all over again. It's what was Beckham. What was Beckham worth last year? Well, he wasn't on the Rams all year though. If Odell Beckham was perfectly healthy right now, where would Odell Beckham maybe be going? Well, not, not what I want to find out. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> Beckham on the Rams he scored a few touchdowns it was maybe even less than half a season it was fine but it wasn't what, what, what would a meaningful in fantasy what a 28 year old Odell Beckham I mean Allen Robinson isn't Odell Beckham but he's really good like he's a guy I'm gonna be we're gonna be he's gonna be my big Mike he's gonna be my Cooper Cup he's gonna be, he's gonna be a guy. see that's a problem for me that's a that, problem for me because last year Cooper Cup was your Cooper Cup 
and all it did was win you all the money. And I'm like, what is the deal? What is going on here? It's not even that good. But Alan Robinson. Cup is on Robinson's team before you get I know. Away. I know. I, I don't know. They just won the Super Bowl. They weren't great. Are they going to be great now? That's that's a different question. Fantasy is what we care about. That's right. All right, let's end this. Let's end it. It's the longest show ever. Good job. Thanks for watching. Again, again. I'll, I'll move some stuff around next week, and we'll tweak it. And I, don't, I think I think Adam's getting rid of his his green screen too. I feel yeah. like that's we're going back to the lobster roll. That's right, the lobster roll for sure. <laughs> All right, everybody. Tell us how you want us to decorate. Yeah, that's right. Put it. Yeah, that's right. What do you want? To, I watch. You know, all these guys have these books and uh, I don't know pictures of leather bound books, like Ron Burgundy. They got all these I mean, leather bound. Is books. that what you want to see here? I've got lots of stuff I could put back there. I've got every Super Bowl MVP one to thirty on a helmet. I got other ones like sitting over there. That's right. Maybe I next wanna, week. All right. Are we on Tuesday? We are. Of course, we're. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're back. We're back Tuesday. Talking probably underdog. Drafts that me, Louis and I did another one last night. Louis wasn't in there though. Uh, we gotta we gotta hone in on these rookies. I mean, it's two weeks from tonight. I know. No, we. I want to do a running back show on Tuesday. We're, that's what we we're supposed to do last Tuesday. Let's do a running back show. Who is your RB three overall? Redraft. Yep. Redraft. Uh, that's a phenomenal question. I was thinking about that today. Uh, I don't have one. Eckler. It, it, it's but, it's. It, RB3, but couldn't, I like, have one. All, it's going to be receiver. all the touchdowns, huge spike in touchdowns, and couldn't they draft somebody? Like, isn't that a team that should, that could or should do that? Sure. I mean, it's, yes. there's, there's so many teams who are like they don't need a running back, but they still do it. The Chargers with equity, all their backups are kind of terrible. Like, aren't they perfect for like? I mean, who who is the Brian Robinson or somebody like? Who is the player? The Chargers. I don't know what that means to Eckler, but it's a, everybody's got like sort of a butt, you know, that where you like, I don't want to pick them because of that, but the RB three um, is, is, is Brees Hall or Saquon Barkley. Okay. Barkley. That's so hot. Barkley. At I three. just don't, I'm, listen, I'm telling you redraft right now. It's, I almost want to get into these fo- early football guys because it's just this. I want, we were going to talk about that too. We didn't I talk about that. Well, we missed Tuesday. I want to test myself. Because I, I can answer the question now, but obviously when I go to a draft, like the RB3, it's going to be, it's going to, to me, it's, it's Taylor, it's it's McCaffrey, or to me, it's McCaffrey, Taylor, and then it's receiver for like. I know, but it's going to be Javante Williams. 11 he, picks. I mean, if they don't take, if they don't get a running back there, I can see Javante too. All right, let's go. Thanks, Goodbye. everybody. This was cool tonight. Thanks to Sticky, and we will see you Tuesday. Have a nice weekend. See you guys.